Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing very well, Sarah, and, and happy anniversary. It's our third year together. Okay, Hello. I see what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> Because you know what you just pulled. You pulled a very big stunt on me, and I don't appreciate it, especially when we have a guest who I wanted to impress. And you delayed starting the recording for 15 minutes because you love the pre-show. I do. (laughs) And I hate it. You need to do what I do. I I record it all. And then I'm like, ha, 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 I was already recording. (laughs) That's going in there. (laughs) And and everybody, please welcome from Kind of Nerdy, KJ. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Finally. Are you you happy to be here? I really am. I, (laughs) I am. I mean... I'm, I, I usually would be asleep right now. <laughs> I'm doing, and by the way, but my other, uh, my my co-host Katie and my uh, producer Jana uh, were both like, "Yeah, we're gonna come over and we'll have dinner and we'll have a sleepover. And it's gonna be amazing." And they both bailed on me, so I I'm I am here with you in my living room with my four cats. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It's it's the curse of having an Alaskan host on a podcast. The time zones never work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get so you guys have been doing this for three years. Start of yeah, start of year three. Wow. Congratulations. That's what Will claims. Okay. okay. Let's, just, let's just take it down a notch. This is a number I have not done my own calculations, but I, we have to go with what Will's saying. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, I totally get that. We're we're coming up on our three hundredth episode, and Katie was trying to do the math, and she's like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "Listen, for like a year, I talked to myself, but they were still episodes." So, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't go back and listen to those. Those are terrible. But they were episodes. <laughs> <laughs> those do not count as half episodes. They are full episodes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I did all the work for those episodes, so I get to celebrate this milestone. <laughs> so, so that's that's interesting. So, kind of nerdy started with you and only you, and has expanded over three hundred episodes to now include how many people? Um, we have a, a rotating panel. Um, I didn't, you know, I I, I didn't start out. Um, like we're gonna have just an all girls podcast uh it just happened that uh, as it organically grew uh katie and i had worked together for about two years before we even like had a conversation where i was like hey you like the things i like and you're nerdy and that's awesome and i talked to myself on a podcast (laughs) would you like to join me <laughs> and then uh, producer Jada came in, and then we have sort of a rotating cast. Uh, Kitsy Duncan, who is uh, she's on the show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime, comes in, mm-hmm. and she's sort of our paranormal expert. And then we have um, Shelly uh, with uh, Conquest Journals, who travels with the Supernatural conventions. So she's always updating us on sort of the inside stuff with that show. Okay. So what were you talking to yourself about? <laughs> I don't know. Don't go back and listen to those. <laughs> it was more, uh, you know, I, so I, I wanted to get something out there and I, I didn't have anyone to talk to. And actually there's a couple episodes where my husband's on, um, but it was more just sort of updating like what was happening in the news. So they were shorter episodes. They were, you know, five or 10 minutes here are some things. Here are my opinions. Um, you know, I don't know how talk show hosts talk to themselves for hours at a time. Because I was, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of myself already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, it's like the I, I listen to a lot of sports talk and like you know, like Colin Cowherd or Jim Rome. It's, especially Jim Rome. It's just like he just like has the same take for like three hours and he just talks to himself on and on and on. And I'm just like, dude, you've been doing this for like 20 plus years, but somehow it works. Yeah, I know. I've been listening to him for a long 
different time too. And I've just, I, I can't imagine because I do, I do the podcast and I also do a radio show, but my radio show is, is it has a lot of music in it. And so I get a break here and there, but I can I just, I admire anybody that can, that, that can carry a show by themselves. Cause if you go back and listen to my early episodes, I cannot, <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> so, so you, you talk a lot about TV, right? Um, yeah, we, we do a lot of TV talk. We do, um, a lot of movie, uh, stuff. We kind of stick in the, we are primarily Marvel fans, but we do watch the DC stuff and, uh, you know, Aquaman was beautiful and fun. And, uh, I thought that was a (laughs) win. I mean, it was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, spoiler, spoiler alerts spoiler alert Sarah's not a fan <laughs> yeah well here's the thing I ha- really have to go back and watch it because I was it, it was be- I, that's the thing I keep telling people it was beautiful like I was just in awe of how pretty it was but then also I was like god they gotta go to another place like why, why are we in the desert? Like w- w- the water people were hiding stuff in the desert. Like I, c- I couldn't tell you a lot about the plot because I just kept being amazed at how beautiful all the places were that they were taking us. It's okay. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. when a man meets a mermaid, they fall in love. They have a kid out of wedlock, and then the world is saved. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, that's pretty much. That sounds pretty. about right. <laughs> Classic Disney. Disney. Or have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like I freely admit that I, I think I may have overhyped it to Sarah, and so wow. when since she saw it, she just like was was not very happy with me. But okay, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think that happens a lot, doesn't it? Like, I'm afraid. Yeah. But see, I had I had very very low expectations for Aquaman. I, I really did. I even earlier, one, earlier one of our earlier podcasts last year, I was like, "Oh, I'll go see Venom before I go see Aquaman," and I still have yet to see Venom. So. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Have yet oh, to God, see Venom. This is perfect. Okay, this is why Katie's going to regret not being here because she loved Venom so much. You guys do not see Venom. It's no. <laughs> I don't, I, I, as someone, I didn't know a lot about Venom other than, you know, loosely connected to, to the Spider-Man realm. And I, we took a bunch of listeners to that one and I was sitting there just kind of looking around, like, are we supposed to be laughing? Is this a comedy or am I just laughing because this is not good? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't tell. So personally, if you're going to watch it, wait until it's free but they are making another one so i guess enough people liked it that yeah mm, did it uh, like did it come close to a billion worldwide? i think so worldwide yeah yeah, yeah. yeah cuz of in the international yeah international market like um that other movie that nobody liked it in the states what was it it was the wizard one they world like, of warcraft come warcraft. on and something happened and we didn't like it. That's <laughs> yeah. what we know about that movie. <laughs> yeah. so, so you didn't like it, but you also went into that movie not really having any ties to the property, which I think is interesting because I would have bet more people who had ties to the property and that character would have mm-hmm. probably been just as kind of like, why are we laughing? Is This is horrible. So I, I'm curious to know why Katie or liked it because, but she's yeah. not here to defend herself. So, oh well, she is not, and I can't wait to to tell her that. <laughs> um, I will ask her. I mean, I can do that. I'll tell her you need to get on. You need to get on scene and nerd and explain yourself <laughs> on how you're a Venom fan and you liked that movie. I don't. I I I really I didn't understand, and it's also irritating because now Sony's made enough money with venom that they are just definitely going to keep uh you know spider-man so we don't get to i mean i i know they'll continue to work with marvel but i really wanted spider-man to kind of get out of sony and 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 be disney so that we could feel good that all the spider-man movies are going to be good it just would help me yeah yeah i mean between between venom making a boatload of money and 
and Spider-Verse just just being a, a, an amazing film, which is getting, you know, rightly recognized with the, both Golden Globe win and now Oscar nomination, then, yeah, that, that, yeah, it looks like Sony's going to keep the whip our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and, for a while. I can't say uh, enough good things about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. That was just incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. I had no expectations for it. And we were like, oh, because we do these movie outings. And like, I was like, well, we need a movie in December. And I don't want to see Aquaman at Christmas with, you know, like I'll already be like in Christmas mode. So let's do the Spider-Man thing. And I was blown away. I mean, that was just so beautifully done. It was, I mean, the animation was amazing. And the story, they, I don't think they could have pulled that off in live action. And it, character development was incredible. And I, I just, like, I've been on a mission to tell everyone, like, you have to go see this movie. Yep. And then yep. for it to start, you know, get, like you said, getting the recognition um, that it's getting with the awards makes me so happy. It was, it, it for, from, uh, you know, the comic book standpoint to be able to take that, that comic book vision and really achieve it on the big screen, I thought was incredible. Right. I, um, I I saw the movie, love the movie, and my dad, who I I think he would appreciate it for what it mm-hmm. what it's trying to do. I mean, the jokes are really smart. There's a lot of adult content, even though it's an animated feature. And so mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I was talking to him about it. And at first he kind of wrote it off, and then I'm like, but dad, okay, so what really hooked me was that part when Miles first gets his powers and he Mm -hmm. goes to school and he totally blames it all on hormones and (laughs) he's interacting with Gwen and it's all awkward and he starts to sweat and my mind was like I was looking around the theater and I'm like oh my god they went there they're totally riffing on that idea that has been around for a while that Spider-Man is just a metaphor for male puberty yep i mean there's a bunch of white stuff you don't know where it's come from you can't control it your body is changing and the moment i figured that out i was like well i'm hooked this is hilarious and i love that i'm surrounded by teenagers who do not understand why this is so funny (laughs) (laughs) and so today I get home and I see in my email, uh, I see my dad wrote me an email and he's like, you have to say I love you back. And I'm like, what did you do? And also, I hate you. And who is this? Yeah, the embarrassing moment at school with his dad was, I mean, there were, there were so many things about that that really like, took you. Yep. I think kind of took you back into like, oh, it's just like it's so awkward being a kid and your your parents aren't cool. And uh, I mean, I, I it was it, it it was a blast. And I, I hope that, you know, I hope they make more of those because I, I, I even if it's just Miles, because I think Miles has a great story um, mm-hmm. that it, and they they launched it very well to where I think we want more of that. I would love to see more of, of Miles story told. Definitely, right. Definitely. Will cried five times. So. I did. What? <laughs> yeah. I did. I did. I'm a very emotional watcher. I I, I, I saw Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend, and I, I even even at that, whatever few moments, I choked up. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm dead inside. I haven't cried at a movie in forever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of what I... I, I do cry a lot at movies but it's usually because i'm so excited like the you know the, the star wars movies like being back in the theater for the force awakens i was just like it was over i was just i don't even know what's happening stormtroopers <laughs> is great again this is amazing <laughs> so sometimes i have to go back and watch movies was it good i don't know i was just so happy to be there <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's true for like almost anybody arguably that your first time because you go into a movie often with expectations that first view view is 
clouded by it. And what yes. what you've seen in the trailers, everything you already know about the property or the story itself, it can all um, be like your overall thought about the movie and the product itself can all be determined based off of what you knew beforehand. And then it's really that second viewing where you suddenly realize so much more about what you what you probably missed because you were too focused on, okay, this is what I know, this is what I think is going to happen. Like you're almost figuring it out or right. you're just so caught up in the moment that you completely miss out on so much other stuff. I don't know, it can be 50-50. One of the best experiences I had in the theaters was when I went to see Inception because I purposely did not look into any information about the plot. I did not watch any of the following trailers. I only watched the first teaser trailer, knew nothing about it. And I went in, sat down and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) 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 This is, I don't understand what's happening, but this is cool. And then I saw it again a week later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, in hearing what you're saying, Sarah, I feel like you're almost talking yourself into needing to see Aquaman a second time. Oh, you know, if, yeah. if, if Will Just... had it gone there. <laughs> Uh-oh. Am I in trouble? <laughs> no, no, no. no. You're, saying, you're fine. You, you can't say the movie is beautiful when all you're doing is looking at Jason Momoa's abs. Like, how they're not the same thing. <laughs> I didn't even bring up Jason Momoa. I'm going to be honest. I don't, I really, I don't have a thing for Jason Momoa. I don't have anything against him. Like I can look at him and go, I can see where someone would like that. Um, but I, I, I was staring at everything else. I'm telling you, I was like distracted. I was, I, I was like, Oh, look at that fish. Oh, wow. You see that over in the corner? Like, this is a, this is beautiful. <laughs> I was not even paying attention. <laughs> I, I bring it I up was, because that was like the first thing my mom said to me when we were leaving the theater. And she's she had no idea what she was going into. And she just <laughs> leaves and she's like, he was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was well, either my mom or Will. I can't tell a difference sometimes. I don't know. Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> but I just say it was hot. <laughs> And I just love how we now we've talked like 20 minutes about movies and nothing about the Arrowverse whatsoever. And that's why we brought you on the show to begin with. Oh, yeah. Oops. Sorry. No worries. No worries. We even, shame on us. We haven't talked about the Oscar nominations. Today. I know. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Black Panther. I You, you knew what it was going to get. Uh, yeah, nominated. Yeah, they yeah. went there with best with best picture. I'm it's so it's such a proud moment to be a, a a nerd and be like, thank you for finally recognizing that we we matter. These movies matter. They belong here. Uh, I'm just so excited about it. It was kind of like last year with uh with Get Out because a lot of times the horror movies don't you know don't get recognized as as great films. So I don't know. I mean, do you think the Oscars are are they coming around or is it a gimmick? Like our ratings are down. So now we need the superhero fans to watch our show. I can't tell. I think it was just so much public pressure that they had to do it. If the, I mean, yes, folks are like, well, I think one, I think they're coming around because we, you know, a few years ago, we were, everybody wondered if Deadpool was going to be the one to finally break through the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I think this was as much, a, well, one, I think, because they flubbed things earlier with their whole idea of, a, what was it, special, what was the category? They were come up with some special. Most popular film. Most popular film, yeah. So they were like, okay, we effed that up. So now we better damn well make sure that this film gets nominated for Best Picture. And I think it's, it's well-deserved. I mean, I, it, I, you know, we, whenever we talked about it last year, we, we basically said it would more likely to not get a nomination, but I think, I, I think the, the pitchforks would have been out if it hadn't gotten nominated. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was just incredible. And even, you know, I mean, people, um, you know, I've several people in my life who don't, you know, do any of these movies and I was like, just watch 
Black Panther. I I promise you're going to have fun. I don't care if you watch any other Marvel movie. Like this is a good movie. It's a great story. These are great characters. It the movie is so well done. It's you cannot sit there for two hours and tell me that you did not like that movie. I don't care if you're someone who doesn't want to watch superhero movies. That's not what it was. It was just a great movie. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm, you know, like I said, I'm also, I'm suspicious. Michael, like, you ask your people, yeah. you just want to get us to help your ratings. Where were <laughs> you? When we needed you, Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it'll probably, you know, I hope it, it's, it's great. I'm glad that they got recognition. I mean, it's just, you know, also just being, um, you know, a, a film with a primarily African-American cast, African-American director, African-American writer. I mean, it, it, you know, it's historical in that standpoint, too, as far as just, you know, not only for being the first superhero movie, but also, you know, for all the things I just mentioned. So, you know, hopefully it'll, I, you know, I would, I mean, I will do like cartwheels and you will hear me like all the way to Alaska, Sarah, if they like, if it actually wins in February. But, you know, I, I I just think, I think they opened the door and to being nominated and, you know, I, yes, I would love it if it wins, but I, I, I'm being, I'm being realistic. I don't think it will. Do what do you, you think will win? What do I think will win? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Probably Roma. Really? Hmm. Uh, or, or stars born. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I wanted to. Uh, I don't have opinions over here. No. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. I think they give it to a star is born. Then that's more going into what KJ is talking about. Like how this is all um, kind of just the need for Star Trek. I still don't get how Lady Gaga is nominated for Best Actress and not Best Supporting Actress. That part is not big enough for Best Actress. It's just not. <sighs> I, I guess I just I don't have kind of a stake in this race this year because I haven't seen half of these movies. Um, so I, I just I mean, yeah, I've kind of not been on the award circuit lately where I'm where I, I used to bet on who would win. I would have a friend and when they released the nominations, we'd go through and identify all categories, who the winners were and whoever had the most right would would get bragging's rights. I never won. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, is, that why you were, is that why you retired? <laughs> I, well, I just stopped watching movies. Like, I'll admit it. I am not as well-versed these days in the movies because there's so and and we've had this conversation a lot will where i find that tv movies are written in a way like first act second act third act done and once you get into that rhythm it's the same 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 and it really takes a lot to surprise me tv shows have have entirely changed the way I think about this medium because a good season of TV sh- TV encapsulates like hour long movies. Every episode can be a chapter in a book and just fit into a story. I mean, when we talk about Supernatural, that show has been going on for for years, and it's partly because. You're still following the same characters, but you the event like you level up. You 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 go and you explore something else, and you make the universe bigger, but still small enough to contain it into a TV show. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of energy. Uh, when a movie, it's over in two hours or two and a half. Or three these days sometimes. Yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> if it ain't I, don't uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, KJ. What are your thoughts on it? Um, no, I think, well, first of all, the way you talked about you know, the TV, it was like, yeah, this is beautiful. It's a wonderful art that we get to be a part of. So thank you. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, you know, I think some of that has to do with, um, 
you know, that we're taking in TV shows differently than we used to because of, um, you know, Netflix and, and prime video and all these places where you can, uh, where you can binge. Um, mm-hmm. and they, they need, they, they need to build storylines like that. And also they can, um, you know, it, previously a lot of TV shows, they, you know, they did one-offs cause they didn't know if they were going to, you know, get someone yeah. who cared enough for a series and now and now we're begging for that like yeah mm-hmm. you know when you, you when you finish a show you're like yeah i need it i need more like yep. what's the next series and i want to get into it as fast as i can so i can love these characters and care about what's going to happen to them um and we're able to do that and i i, I definitely think that that's uh something where movies are missing out and i think it's part of the reason that i, I you know i'm drawn to uh you know not just because it's it's nerdy stuff that I'm drawn to the Marvel universe, and that you know people are are drawn to Star Wars and trilogies because we want to be. I don't think we want to be invested in characters that are only going to be a part of our lives for two hours and go away. And it, it, you know, I I do I crave that um, that that connection and want that story to last longer than two hours. You know, mm-hmm. I, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna care about this i give me their life you can't give me their life in two hours so uh, i i I absolutely think that that's uh part of the reason that i mean that the box office is suffering uh that we you know we don't have to go to the box office because we can sit here and get amazing tv shows and nobody's caught up on all of the great tv you can't it's impossible yeah it's completely impossible. I mean, even some, you know, the, you know, the shows that we're talking about in the Arrowverse. I, I love these shows, that I'm not caught up on them. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I feel so uh, super mad. Supergirl. I'm like, I'm, I'm all, I'm all in for Supergirl. Uh, I, and, and I know what's going on with the Flash and Arrow, but I am not like, I, I'm not a hundred percent caught up. So, uh, the. You can spoil away because it'll help me become more caught up. <laughs> Have you always been all in on Supergirl or is it just this season? Um, you know what? It, it took me a, a little bit uh, with the first season, but I feel like that they, they, they've done fairly well in writing um, it and, and keeping it interesting. Um, I got a little mad at, at, at the flash for a while because I was like stop going back in time and ruining everything just stop it um, but, <laughs> yeah. but I know like that this is I mean that, that this is this is what the flash does this is you know part of, of that story um, and I do think that arrow has had a couple of seasons where um, I wasn't um, completely into what they were trying to do and I think last season was one of the uh, uh, better seasons like it mm-hmm. at least for me mm-hmm. I felt like it sort of captured um, what Oliver Queen was supposed to be doing and what the, the, the show was about so I okay. you know I, 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 I'm, ex- I'm, ex- I'm more excited for Arrow than I have been in a while and uh, but, so but well. Supergirl yeah. yeah actually it's funny that I have gotten yeah, I mean, even though I've been, I'm the quote unquote the Flash guy, I, this uh, Arrow has has like this season in particular. Uh, I find myself like wanting to make sure I catch it. Whereas the Flash, I'm like, okay, I still like it, but I mean, I'm okay if I get a little sp- spoiled at this point because it's sort of like, okay, I, I'm still I'm still a fan, but it, you know, after last season. It's, Four, season four just left such a bad taste in my mouth. It's it's it's, mm-hmm. it's uh it's one of those things where I'm you know trying to rediscover the 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 the, the passion for the show like I used to have because it you know last last season was just it was just really hard. That's I mean, yeah, and that it's it that's got to be a tough position when you've uh, you know become someone who's like you know in that in that genre. You're getting all of you're in yeah. these conversations on Twitter constantly. You're like, um. I think yeah. I need to tell you guys, I'm not loving this right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, well, yeah, and it's funny because, you know, again, it's a very passionate fan base, and uh, and I, and I'm, I'm a fan of the comic book too, so it's one of those things where, you know, I, 
like last season, I just found refuge in the in the comic book itself because the show was just letting me down. I, I will say, mm-hmm. you know, this season I, overall, I have I've enjoyed this season as far as uh, where they're trying to go. I mean, the, with the reveal of Eobar Thawne coming back, I was very excited about that because I feel like Cicada to date has been a very weak villain. Um, yeah, but. Uh, but, uh, you know, I will say as far as shows, as far as Arrowverse so far this season, uh, Supergirl and Arrow have been my, like, you know, must-see shows because, I mean, Supergirl, the arc in 4A was just amazing with Agent Liberty and, and all, Sam all the... Sam freaking Sam, exactly, yes. And <laughs> how relevant, I think part of it is, is just how topical it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that adds a, another element to, and I know some people less turn some people off of Supergirl, but for me it's been it, it, it's been great having that that uh, dynamic of sort of paralleling what's going on in, in real world events. And I know people always like, well, I just want to watch TV to escape, but I mean, all the great science fiction is always like you know a commentary on society at the time, and mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. Supergirl is doing doing that right now. Right. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I love it. I think that's part of the reason that I, uh, I enjoy it as, as much as I do is because I, it, you can, you can tell those stories. And I, I think when you are in a, in a world where there are a lot of divided opinions, if you can maybe share through the TV show, like, Hey, you know what? There are a lot of divided opinions among these aliens, and then look, they're figuring it out. <laughs> Can we be like yeah. them? Like you know, yeah. um, I, 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 that's the beauty of of our media, and I think it's always reflected where we've been. And I don't mind it. I don't mind a show that's willing to go there and say, "Hey, maybe, maybe if we look at it through this fictional universe, we'll have." Uh, a, a better idea of our reality and how to navigate that. I've, uh, you know, I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and I, there was some similar, uh, some similar stuff with Peter Capaldi's Doctor, and just some amazing speeches where I was like, the whole world should be seeing this right now. Like, you know, <laughs> like, we need to hear these words. Everybody needs to hear these words right now. So when a TV show could do that, uh, I'm all about it. Right, right. I think the smartest choice they made was the Man of Steel episode where you got Agent Liberty's perspective on all of the events that led him to become that type of force and that type of leader in a way um, for for quote unquote human rights. It's kind of weird to say that in terms of what he was standing for him, but the reality of the show is that's what he was kind of um, fighting for rather than the focus beyond alien rights. And, and that's what was missing in suspicious minds for me. I was like, where's agent Liberty? Yes. <laughs> and, I know. <laughs> but I, I still, what I, what I thought was good about suspicious mind is you're coming back from a break and you, they they quickly reminded you of where you left off the big the the big push to, for Kara to reveal her identity and then they kind of they they took that one step further and it's like well now Alex is in jeopardy and Alex has to make the decision and and it was really they sold me on that ending being emotional and I felt it like having to erase that part of Kara from Alex's mind, that relationship is going to be completely different. I would think like it's, it's going to be, it's really interesting how they were able to pull that off in a very delicate way. Delicate way. Yeah. Yeah, Why is nobody else talking? (laughs) Because you were saying all the things we were thinking. So I mean that real that really is I mean it was it, it it was it was beautifully done and not like let's figure out something to create some more conflict you can tell when a show is do is doing something and I just I, I was like oh crap I don't I don't want to watch 
these two sisters not have that relationship and they I mean, and they've already, you know, with what we've seen of the next episode, that that's where they're heading and that, now that's just going to be heartbreaking. I I don't know how long that can go on. (laughs) Well, you're a Supernatural fan. I mean, think about all of the times one of the boys gets possessed by an angel or a demon and they go away for a few episodes and then you have Michael for a few episodes. It's just the same thing, KJ. (laughs) (laughs) You should be used to it. Me and Will should be afraid. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid because I've, I've like, yeah, I've, I've watched Supergirl over, over, over its run, but uh, I think this is really the first season where I've really gotten deeply invested in, in Kara and Alex's relationship, and then to see it ripped away like that, yeah, it, it, it worked. It, it, it did work. It didn't come across as contrived or, uh, or anything, and it was, um, it, you know, for a mid-season return uh it, it really does did a good job of setting up the stakes for what uh, what we're going to see over the next few weeks um and all the, oh, and, 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 and finally cara you know for the first part of the season you know she was idealistic and she was still seeing you know the, the whole alien the agent liberty stuff you know she was kind of oblivious to her privilege and then mm. now it's like boom it's like it's hitting her the reality of like oh snap you know i you know alex is doing this and now her i mean basically the only person she really has that she can lean on at this point is john and and brainy and brainy well and i wonder how far they're going to take it like is i mean without those memories alex going to become the you know the new person who is you know, gonna take down Supergirl. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, you know what I mean? Oh, How, the, I, I like that well, idea. I don't know if they'll go there, but I like that idea. So, so what you're like, how are they gonna make us with this? <laughs> because so, they could take it pretty dark. Yeah, so the, they're gonna go into the Spider Verse dark with this, where <laughs> Alice is gonna hunt down Kara. And then she's going to find out who Supergirl is. And then the um, Agent Haley is going to shoot Alex. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Brainy will figure something out, I'm sure. (laughs) You better. The the one thing, though, that is kind of a looming presence of either ill or bad fate, I have yet to figure it out, is the whole thing that's going on with the other version of Kara in the Soviet Union. Like... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, and it's bothering me so much. <laughs> maybe, they'll just, maybe they'll just tease it out throughout the season and just save it for season five. I don't, at, at this point, I mean, because you know, when you consider they have Lex Luthor coming and some other stories lines that they're i think they're going to take from superman and 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 graft them onto supergirl i just don't see where they could fit this in and give it justice well i mean they've done so little with it other than teasing it that if they you know if they forget about it we will too so (laughs) it's so weird because it is it's out there and it's like i don't they do it and then you're like i don't know where you're going with that and then you get back into the storyline so yeah i i have no idea i wish i could give you some grand insight as to what i i think they're trying to accomplish with that but i agree it's still kind of just sitting out there in this uh weird little place where they remind you like hey this is going on and then and then they don't give you any payoff for it so right i don't know it's it's very similar to arrow season seven with the flash forwards where we're getting more flash forwards and seeing more characters, not any of the central OTA characters, but you're, you're still, it, it's constant state of tease. Like, yeah. like there, I don't know what's more annoying anymore. Dinah Scar, Renee's tan, Renee's lack of a scar, or Felicity Smoke's body being nowhere, even though everybody's talking about how she's dead. It's If it's on TV, if there is no body, then that is still a mystery of whether or not she's dead. We have to have confirmation. <laughs> and even then, 
<laughs> well, for, right. for, for me, it was just like Renee's wig. <laughs> that was the more distracting thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was on his head, but, but, well, did you like? They kept doing the, the, um, the transition with him in the present day and him in the future, yeah. and. I I really want to know if it's a choice to have that scar not being on there because because I can tell like the spray tan probably covered it up but man he needs to take it down a notch then because he's putting way too much spray tan on to cover yeah. up that scar like yeah. that's a really prominent feature and it goes back to KJ will love this the we call it the Sarah Earth One and Earth Two theory. This is okay. not a flash forward. This is Earth 2. It has to be Earth 2. Ah. <laughs> I like that. That's brilliant. It has yeah, to be. It's from the other Sarah Jean. She knows who she is. Go check her out on series series rights. Yeah. Okay. I I just I don't I don't there it's very weird. Like the, even the temp the color template they're using on these flash forwards is very different than the present day. It, it is. Well, it, it is. And, um, you know, I think getting to Renee story-wise, it, it's it's interesting, again, that he is the, he's always the weak link or the Ow. one that is blows in the wind because in season six, who was the one who portrayed Oliver to the FBI? Renee. Not true. Not true. He, I like, like, Will, you're a father. If if you yeah. if you had a choice between Oliver and your kids, I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't know, but, fault him. Well, I guess I guess I can't fault him, but he, I mean, but he is the most susceptible to pressure points, and clearly, in this flash forward, something happened along the way that he is again. Now he is, you know, willing to blow up Star City to save the Glades, and you know that shape that little shady political aide who was there with them clearly has something on him, so. Again, Renee is that 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 member of Team Arrow that if you want to, if you want to, if you know, break the team up or, or break the bond, go to Renee or Curtis. Well, Curtis doesn't have any at this point. Curtis doesn't have anything to do. I mean, he's just not there. <laughs> have you guys heard about what potential where this Dante plot is leading? I have not. Mm. I mean, unless it's, unless it's attached to this new Suicide Squad that they're building. No. Uh, they claim that Dante is actually a character from the books. And um, it's it, it leads into a storyline I think they call the Seventh Circle. And I know KJ gets the reference right away because she likes Supernatural. I mean, all the circles of hell and everything. So <laughs> <laughs> That would be... Well, yes, and you're talking about uh, Dante. I mean, that might be. Wow, will they go? Will they go there? I, I that might they're be. Not, the, might be. They're not crossing over with Supernatural. You know, that's not what. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, no, 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 no. But I like it would be interesting if they went into the you know the occult, if you will, a little bit further um, with that. I don't know. I can't take any more. Satan in my life. <laughs> I'm watching. Like, uh, I just got done with uh, with Sabrina, and I, I'm currently catching up on Lucifer, and I've got all the stuff going on with Supernatural, and oh, and I'm watching The Good Place. And I was like, God, I am really spending a lot of time with hell these days. <laughs> yeah, this is the point where your psychologist would say you have a problem. Find another character. <laughs> So I'm going to go ahead and need Arrow to stay away from hell for a bit because uh, my my hell uh, docket is full. <laughs> Please don't I, do that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think to get out of that whole mess, you just go straight to This Is Us, the good old-fashioned TV show about family. And that show almost makes me cry. Doesn't pull it off, but it almost. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. It's not like the, like, you know, I don't need a, a I don't need a box of tissues on standby, but it, it, it it's it's a nice change from all the hell stuff that I'm. <laughs> <watching>. <laughs> just, we'll go, 
<laughs> Sterling Fever. I mean, God, watch him do anything. Right? He's the he's the best. It's the best part of the show. I don't care what anybody says. Like from the very beginning, Randall has been uh, my my guy. I, I I just he that he's an incredible actor. That's a great storyline. There's just something about him and Beth that I really really loved. Are you caught up? Oh yeah. Okay, so what do you think is going oh, wait, on with him it, and Beth? Wait a second. Is it no? I did. I didn't watch it tonight. Well, ne- neither did I, because you know oh, time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. But, oh, get that right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's this thing yeah. called the top. The time. Yeah, this is our this is our constant problem when we try to talk to Flash now since we record on Tuesday nights. Time's on oh, issues. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, uh yeah. So I, I'm kind of. I don't. You know. I mean. Randall, Randall and Beth are going to be okay because they they have to be. I'm going to be real mad if they're not. Um, I I I I think what they have done with Randall and Beth is show that you know in how ugly um, marriage can be and how beautiful it can be if you stick to we're in it together. Um, so it was it, it was interesting to me that, that you know that was challenged when. Uh, you know, Beth said, I don't, you know, I, I'm not in this anymore. I don't want you to run. And, and, and Randall was like, well, this is what I'm doing. So uh, I, I, I'm interested to see how they come out of that challenge. But I, I, I would be shocked if, if in the future they're not together. I don't mm-hmm. think that fits what they have been trying to um, build around that relationship. I, I would, it'll be devastating. And I think it would violate what we believe about them if they're not, you know, in it to the end. Right, right. No, I, I the episode, the mid-season premiere kind of confirmed that for me, that that's not where this is headed. And I think it will come out soon that this is more about Rebecca and maybe she's on her deathbed because that far into the future, I mean, she... She doesn't have too much longer on this earth, and it's kind of closing that chapter. And and it's weird because Randall may be my favorite character, but my favorite episode of that show still is um, one from last season, which was all about Kevin and uh, the number uh, one episode. That broke my heart. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. That was, it was amazing. I did. I <laughs> I watch This Is Us uh, when I'm on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. I re- like, there are certain shows that I just, I require, it's like my required workout shows. Like you get, uh, no matter how much you want to watch that, you can't watch that unless you're walking. And so This Is Us is is one of those shows. So I was on the treadmill and I was just crying. I was, that was actually one of the episodes I felt like walking on the treadmill going, oh my God, Kevin. Oh, poor Kevin. <laughs> And and what they've done with his character has been just insane because he went from my like least likable to I am so interested into where he goes with this new relationship with Beth's cousin and and figuring out his father's history like all of that really excites me. Yeah, yeah, I think it's cool what they're doing with him. Uh, kind of, you know, keeping Jack's, it was a, a, a clever way to keep Jack's story going mm-hmm. to, um, to have uh, Kevin digging into that part of his life uh, and how it's affecting Kevin. And that's just going to be, uh, the, I mean, that, that relationship is, he's, he's going to be authentic and he's going to like, for the first time, really put his heart into something and, and just like be vulnerable and be real. And she's going to ruin that. Ugh, I'm going to yeah. be real now. Because Beth is always right. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that that scene in the the first episode where she's just like, you know, I love you, Kevin, and she's going to destroy you. That's why I don't like this. And I was like, see, this is what the writers do. They make me think I know exactly how the scene's going to play out, and then they just twist it and yep. take a wrench. It's like a knife, and they just twist yep. it. You twist will. And this is why Will doesn't watch This Is Us. Because he's too fragile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I started it, but I'm, like, way behind. So I just, yeah. 
It's just so how much good TV out there. How did uh, you, I don't even understand how you could start it and then stop. Well, I, my, 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 my free trial of Hulu ran out. So. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, well, that'll do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right fine that is a legitimate reason to stop a show yeah. that is a, that is is actually why i'm not caught up on lucifer because it did the transfer from hulu to netflix and mm-hmm. lucifer it was i, I mean it, i was amused uh but also very mad but lucifer spent some time in purgatory for a few months where it was like Hulu uh, stopped showing it because it was moving to Netflix, but it wasn't on Netflix yet. And I was like, I, I, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Buy this? I'm not buying this. <laughs> it's supposed to be on Netflix. But uh, yeah, I did, I did. As into Lucifer as I was, I was like, any day now, Netflix, you could, you know, <laughs> get the devil out of purgatory and let me continue watching him. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so I, that's a legitimate reason, but as soon as you have the opportunity, you should catch up on it. Yeah, I I will. I will. Sarah sends me like clips every now and then. She's like, you gotta see this moment. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoy the show, but yeah. So hopefully it'll come on Netflix or something someday where I can, can do it that way. So yeah. Yeah. Or, or when, or when NBC has their free streaming service to compete with Disney. Oh my gosh. We just have to stop with all of these. There's, it's too many apps. I mean, you're going to get the Disney one, right? Like you're going to get Disney Plus. How can oh, you yeah. not? Exactly. Well, if I want to watch, if I ever want to rewatch a MCU film, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, but I mean, how many, how many streaming apps are we going to get? I feel like we, that we're getting what we deserved because we spent so many years complaining about, oh, I pay for cable and I get hundreds of channels I don't want. And now yeah, we're going to log for the day. Like, <laughs> I, I'm paying for 47 separate apps. Yeah. Please, can I just go back to hundreds of channels? <laughs> That's not what I'm going to think anymore. I'm going to be like, just remember, KJ said, we deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think you found. I think you found a title for tonight's show. <laughs> we deserve this. <laughs> like, I know, and like it's, it can be very taken the wrong way. Like you don't know if like we deserve this. Like oh, I earned this, or we deserve this because we did something bad. <laughs> <Yep>. Right. <laughs> but th- that is, I mean, part of it. Like yeah. on one hand, there's so many apps, there's so many streaming services, there's so much where you're, you might get to a point where you have to pick and choose because of just cost alone. But there's yeah. also so much opportunity for good content. There is, there is a lot of good content out there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, it's weird timing with Netflix uh, upping their subscription with this being the year that you know disney's pulling all of their stuff away and i mean i just you know i mean i said fine here's two more dollars a month like i'm gonna do it but i wonder where where is the point that you go no i'm not i mean i don't know uh they're i mean they are uh just banking on their original material is going to be enough to keep people there um but I, i i wonder if there will be a point where people go you know what like I, I came here because you used to have a bunch of movies that I loved and, and, and now you don't, now you just want me to watch all this new stuff. So I'm going to go someplace else. They'll probably see a drop, especially after they finish releasing all of the, um, the boys I loved before, uh, movies, mm-hmm. because I think there's three of them, like, because that movie for Netflix made, had crazy amount of views crazy amount and and so as soon as they release those then it'll go downhill because i mean netflix original content is such a gamble yeah it is it is a hit and miss you can never know for sure you have you don't know the quality is all over the place and i think that's part of the reason why they want to up the cost is because they know that they need more money to raise the quality but it's it's going to be hard especially with um, all of the Marvel Netflix shows leaving, like those are those are properties with built-in audiences, 
And so even if you just go to Netflix to watch those shows, you suddenly see um, potential for other shows and you're suddenly just always on Netflix. But now that those shows are are gone, I don't know what they're going to really sell you on. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I guess some of the original content, like they have shows at the Crown and some others that, you know, our people have built in. Good call. Good call. Um, I forgot about that one. Yeah, so there are some there are some things that they do that will continue, you know, people subscribing. But you're, but you're right. I mean, there other things, it can be a complete, complete crapshoot. I mean, I, you know, watch Sex Education. I thought it was pretty, pretty good. But I now watched it. Uh, and then, you know, watch something else. And it was just, just don't feel it. So yeah, sex education is actually surprisingly funny and well done. And it's, it's not, it's um much more R rated than Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, but um, it has that same kind of level of endearment. Mm-hmm. But also yeah. just like I can't believe they just did that with kids. <laughs> <laughs> At this, All right. at this American high school in the middle of England. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to check that out because I, I have seen it. You know, obviously, every time I load up Netflix, it's like, you should watch this show. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm just trying to watch Gilmore Girls again. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the other thing about Netflix. For a long time, that's where you'd go to binge all of your old favorite TV shows. And, and But now it's the game... With the more the competitive it gets in terms of streaming services, I think it's all going to go back to their original content. If you can get sold on a lot of the original content, you're most likely to stick with that streaming service versus a different one where you only watch maybe one of their original shows. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'll be living on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Just where I'm going to be. The Marvel world will live there. It'll be interesting to see with those Marvel shows. Um, like, I don't know if you saw the the, the little twist with uh, the Loki uh, series that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. What is it? Okay. Well, so they they, they confirm that, uh, you know, Tom, Tom Hiddleston for the Loki series and everybody got super excited about it. And that, that rightfully so, because I can't imagine someone else playing him. But now uh, they've said that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a younger version of Loki, and Tom will be narrating it. Hmm. So that's a little different, um, you know, than that what they sort of led us to believe in the beginning. And maybe we just jumped to conclusions. But if you say there's a Loki series and Tom Hiddleston is signed well, on, you assume Tom Hiddleston's playing Loki. Right. <laughs> that, right. Well. You know, just, yeah. Well, I think they're going to rely on a lot of their. Their, their properties like the MCU and Star Wars may have uh, the Mandalorian coming out and you know, and other uh, other uh, probably other things that will be spinoffs from the the main universe. So you know again I think as we were saying earlier I think with these streaming services they're just going to try to bank on there's you know niche audiences and that will will watch these programs and you know I th- I, and I think. It's okay because when you look at broadcast, you know, ratings and viewership among broadcast networks, it's lower. But what's to be considered a hit? But um, if it's where you know where you will have subscribers, like for example, Star Trek Discovery season two, uh, CBS All Access had like a spike in their subscriptions because people were like, oh, really wanted to hear great things about this series, and you know, Star Trek is a brand and folks want to see it so uh, you know as long as there's the appetite for it and people are willing to fork out the cash uh, you know i think the streaming services are going to survive and you're gonna have more cable, more 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 cord cutting and people just ship the dollars to the streaming services well i i it reminds me about what what goes on in the box office where you have all of these movies that get made and put out there with big name stars and then you go watch the movie and it's complete crap and you're like what what just happened and that's part of the reason why they say the superstar is dead because people often go to the movies more just because they're interested in the property as opposed to who's starring in it. And I think that's what 
what gets to KJ's point about how if you tell me Tom Hiddleston is going to play Loki in a series, he needs to be playing Loki, not narrating Loki's adventures, but playing Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Or else I want my money back. It would be like if, if Mandalorian, which they're selling me on that show more and more, came out and was like, this is going to also include Darth Vader. And, and the last episode, the final scene, you just hear the breathing and that's it. And you're like, what the heck was that? Like, I, <laughs> I, I think that the way I, I really find it similar to what happens in the box office, especially when you look at, well, all we're focused on right now is what we know. Like, these are all properties. <laughs> relevant to things we've already seen i want to know if anything truly original will disney produce and put out there and will they cultivate their own audience and it's kind of like um indie films like indie films are a gamble but sometimes those are my favorite movies of the year because i was not expecting that because you go in with no expectations yeah i bet that uh that you know with the as smart as Disney is, I mean that they're gonna they, they're gonna bring us in, sort of like the you know a lot of the Marvel stuff brought people to Netflix. Now there's gonna be these new limited series based on characters that you know in the in the Star Wars series, and so, and so they're gonna bring us in with those things that we know. But then, in order to make that that app competitive with a, a you know a, a Netflix or a Prime Video, it's going to have to have all of that additional original content. Which you know, if performing at the levels that they do with their motion pictures, um, and you know, and Disney as a brand, I, there's there's a chance that they might be the best at it. You know, that we might all be like, we don't need Netflix because all this original content on Disney Plus is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'll be, I don't, I, and then, you know, I, I, and then I'll be just paying for another service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know, but I, I, I have to think that Disney's smart enough to be uh, putting a bunch of original stuff in development and uh, making it a full service uh streaming service and not just uh this is where you go for uh disney and marvel things that you already know right right well i think that's it for us tonight guys we took a few detours but i blame it all on kj (laughs) oh my gosh dude i'm uh, i apologize i'm really really Detours. <laughs> nah, I, I felt no, no, no. This was this was seen in her collateral live, so this is this is fine. This is good. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for having me. It was it was a fun. To, uh, you know, I, I listen, to, I listen to you all the time. So being able to like chime in and giggle when I hear Sarah go, ugh. <laughs> it, it, I was it was it was nice to be a part of it. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to have you back. I don't know yeah. how I feel about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't she, have any those reactions, she, Sarah. My favorite part. <laughs> There's so much pressure now. <laughs> Please, the next time I'm back, when Will says I'm back, I want you to go, ugh. <laughs> I, I have never done that. Okay, I did it like five times. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Most of the time, Sarah, when I hear you have a reaction like that, it's the same reaction that I'm having, which makes me laugh. I'm, I'm team Sarah. And I'm like, she's saying what I would have said. <laughs> Voice of the people. Voice of the people, Will. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I'm, Sorry, just, su- I'm, I'm just such an elitist, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, KJ, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and also where they can find Kind of Nerdy? You got it. Um, yeah, I am uh, on Twitter, uh, at KJ on air. Uh, that's also where I am on Facebook. 
because I do an on-air show, and our kind of nerdy news podcast is on uh, radio.com as our home, uh, but we're also on Stitcher and CastBox and Apple Podcasts, and uh, they tell me there's like seven or eight different places that I never mentioned. So we're, I think we're pretty much everywhere that you can get your podcasts, Uh, and we do two shows a week. We do new shows on Tuesdays, and then we do a weekend edition that comes out on Fridays, and we just talk about whatever is going on that's kind of nerdy, pretty similar to what you guys do. (laughs) And Will, where can our listeners find you? You can find me, as always, at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at S.J. Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.